Welcome back to Basketball is Religion. I'm your host, Big Matt, joined today by the Gons. Gons, how have you been? I have not been great. It's been a rough month with the hand, foot, mouth, and then the cold. Um, you know, I probably would say Vegas did not help in the healing process. Um, but I'm just excited to have a couple of days off, man. Christmas is around the corner. NBA games are around the corner. Um, it's premier NBA time right now and NFL time. So super excited that the Rams won yesterday. That gives them a lot. I, I would say I think closer to a 70% chance to make the playoffs uh, versus 18. So just happy about sports right now. It's it's definitely a ho- the holiday season has arrived, right? So for those who Christmas, Kwanzaa, uh, Hanukkah, happy holidays to all of you. Um, if I look, if I left anyone out, Tet, um, then yeah, happy holidays to everyone out there. Um, yes, it's basketball is going on, is keeping on going. We have the Christmas Day games, which we'll go over at the end of the pod. Um, yeah, then then football too. Congratulations to your Rams, as you said. Um, the, 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 I thought they were going to put the beating on, on the saints, but luckily the Rams are able to weather that, that storm that the Saints had in the fourth quarter. So congratulations to the Rams. They just kind of need to get in there into the playoffs and then Matt Stafford can kind of do his thing. Pukunku is playing amazing. Um, they have that Kyrie and Williams running back. Congratulations to your Rams. And they started off the year pretty badly, but they are starting to put it all together now. Um, but yeah, so. Today there wasn't really any any big news outside of before we kind of get into one of what, what I want to talk about today. Oh boy, the Los Angeles Lakers, the winners of the in-season tournament, have lost four of I've lost four or five games. I'm sorry, five of six games since the since winning the IST. Um, they lost to the Mavericks, beat the Spurs, lost to the Spurs, and then lost three straight after that. So right now the Lakers are not playing great. People are calling for Darvin Ham's head. What do you think the problem is with the Lakers? Gone? Is it lineups? Is it health? Is it chemistry? LeBron James did factor in fatigue because they did they did have to travel a lot, especially with the IST. So fatigue for them is a big factor, according to LeBron. Um, but a lot of people on Twitter on Reddit. Just want Darvin Ham fired because of his lineup choices. I think you've also harped on that in the past. So, Gons, what should the Lakers do? Should the Lakers just be patient? What's going on? I mean, I hate his rotation. There's times where I feel like Wood would be better. There's times where Vando, I feel, should go in. And there's times, believe it or not, where I think Prince would be good. Uh, You know, now you have Gabe Vincent in the mix. What's he going to do there? I... But a taxi cab driver in Vegas made a point to me, Matt. He said, when have you not been critical of a Lakers coach rotational rotation? And I, I think I've always been critical. So is, is, I don't know if it's fair to fire the guy for rotation issues. Maybe there's something I don't know about. But I mean, even the commentators, when we're watching the game, they're saying... Some of his decisions seem sketchy. I don't like him. I didn't think he was a great fit from the get-go, coming from as an assistant role. I feel like you need someone with the personalities on this team that is a head coach. 
legit head coach. And I think there's maybe 10 of those I could think of around the league. Second, I don't even know if the since season was turn was worth it anymore, Matt, because they're saying they exerted so much energy to win this tournament. Let's be real. That doesn't mean much. And now they're using that as an excuse to not win games. This is a critical moment, Matt. They're number 10 right now in the Western Conference. They're going to keep dropping. They may not even be in the play-in. So, a few things need to happen. One, Darvinham has to go just to show a change of culture, bring in someone else. Blame it on the coach. Sorry, Ham, it's the way it goes. Two, make some moves before the deadline, bro. There's people out there. I watched Caruso, and he didn't look half bad against the Lakers. DeRozan looked pretty damn good, too, with 26 points. Make a move. If I mean, I, I don't know. What are your thoughts here? I've been trying to be more patient with Darvin Ham. I see the fire Darvin Ham. Like, he got this team to the Western Conference Finals last season. I know that was last season, and this season's a different season, but he's shown that he can lead that lead this team to success. Um, so I've been trying to stress more patience. I've been less. It's hard to be more. It's hard to be patient nowadays after what happened, specifically in that Chicago Bulls game uh, two days ago. Drummond was absolutely destroying the Lakers internally, and it's crazy because it's Andre Drummond. He's not an offensive force, but. You had Jackson Hayes, who was healthy. You had Christian Wood, who was healthy. And none of them saw the floor in that game during real time. They saw the floor during during um, garbage time when they were losing at the end. But you had two big guys that you could have put on Andre Drummond. And you went with Rui Hachimura, who is not playing great because I'll, I'll blame the mask. I love Rui Hachimura, but I'll blame that mask. He says he, he said himself he was uncomfortable there. Um, as far as any moves, I mean, I mean, you have to look at the Chicago Bulls without Zach Levine. I think the Zach Levine trade rumor stuff has kind of been floating around there, but they've been playing amazing without Zach Levine. So the Lakers want a guy like that, a guy that's once once he exits the lineup, the team kind of is sparked and they're like five and one since no, he left. No on Levine, yes to DeRozan and Caruso. No on Levine. I and that's that's another problem. Leave Levine alone. Yeah. So it's also like. D'Angelo Russell has not had a great December. Um, he is a very confidence level player. If he's not shown, if he doesn't have the confidence in his shot and in his playmaking, then he's just not going to bring it. Especially defensively, too, it's going to affect all parts of his game. Once his shot's not going down, once LeBron stops trusting him to bring up the ball, because he's having less playmaking um, opportunities during the game because LeBron or Austin Reeves is coming to get the ball. Whereas D'Lo is now a catch-and-shoot three-point shooter, which he's not. He's more of a dribble-up-the-ball-then-I'll-shoot-a-three sort of player. The one that kind of controls the offense. But as you said in the past, he's very slow. He goes, to, he takes things at his own pace. And I'm not sure that will be great for the Lakers moving forward. Again, this could just be a bad month. Maybe January he turns it up. But he has until January 15th to show something. Because once that date hits and they're allowed to trade him... I don't think the Lakers will be keeping him, especially with D'Lo and, and AR lineups with the lineups with them and the lineup together are just pretty horrible. So D'Lo, unfortunately, Rui might be a part of that. But if they want someone a little more elite, you might have to be trading Austin Reeves, which I know you're not you're OK with. But I know Laker fans in general are just think that AR is untouchable. But again, we'll see from there. 
Darwin, yeah, Darwin, we'll see. This month is going to be crazy because if they don't beat the Hornets in a couple days, they might they might not win the next five to six games because they have another date with the Timberwolves. They have a date with the Celtics on Christmas, and then after that, it's a tough it's a tough slate there. So the Lakers have to somehow bring this together and try to right the ship. Any and anything else on Lakers before I move on? No, man, that's that wraps it up with them. Yeah, the Lakers are not playing great, but um, I just wanted to highlight throughout the season. We're about a third of the way through the season. And one thing league wide that has me excited the most is the sheer number of elite to really good point guards in this league. It seems it seems like every night we're getting a Shea, Escha, Luca, Halliburton or Steph highlight. The point guards who run the show, who are able to set the table for their teammates, but are also able to generate a shot of their own. The elite point guards of the day tend to have three three levels of scoring by attacking the basket, mid-range jumpers, and three-point shots. Um, I have a list of top 10 point guards in the league using the advanced metric L-E-B-R-O-N, which stands for, which is an acronym for LeBron. Um, it's a very analytics and math style metric where we'll would be happy we're using math and advanced stats uh, for this argument. Um, so I would like to highlight all these elite point guards. So I'm going to have you list your top 10 point guards, starting with the bottom of your top 10, and I'll let you know where they, they, they rank in that, in that metric. And then we'll talk about each, each player individually, because I think, you know, with the elite point guards, we're going to have to do that. I think they need their flowers. So Gons, who are your top 10 point guards? Let's start at the bottom. Uh, it would be a lot easier to start at the top, but okay. Um... <sighs> okay, fine. Let's start at the top. Let's start at the top. Like, well, <clears throat> let me just name them. Like, I mean, Trey Young's in there. Well, number like who's because who, I know before you had you had um, tried to cape for Tyrese Halliburton being above SGA. So let's start with the top. It doesn't necessarily have to be like you know. Cur- you know, there, there's there's no correct answer here. I mean, I'm looking at the advanced answer. That's quote unquote the correct answer, but that's not even the correct answer. Just who do you have, Gons? We're here for the Gons, right? I mean, I could I could tell you, Luca, Jaw, Steph, um, you know, those three are are uh, Tyree Halliburton. Uh, those are all in the top five, and those are in the top five for sure. So Luca, Ty, Luca Halliburton, Steph, Jaw, Jaw, ja. no, no SGA, and SGA. That's my top five. Okay. That's five. That's five. See, that's a, a, I, I'm not gonna rank them in who's better than who right now because I would, I would, I need a day for that. Yeah. So those are top. Those are five. Those are guys that belong in the top five. Yeah, that's elite level point guard play. That's why. That's why it's crazy this season. It's. They're, they're, those top five guys, and then you're you're not even talking about a few other players. So keep going with your list. Yeah, I mean, then you still got you got Trey Young, you got Kyrie Irving, right? Um, there's two more, and you got Dame Lillard, right? There's another one. You got Jamal Murray, technically a point guard. You got another one. Um, I mean, I know we don't want to talk about James Harden, but they've just won no, nine in a row. James, see, that, that's a lot of these advanced metrics. It's I don't see James Harden a lot on this list. So it's like... I mean, and then you still have more. You have LaMelo Ball. Yep. I mean... It's a lot Maxi. of good point guards in this league. That's what I want to I, highlight a lot probably, of these. There's probably 20 
20 good point guards in the NBA right now. Right. So, cause... Which is a shame that the Lakers can't get f***ing one. <laughs> I swear. So Can't get one. There's 20 of them. Okay, so based off based off Le- LeBron metric, which I'll kind of mention that towards the end as far as what it stands for, say SGA is 1, Lucas 2, Tyrese 3, De'Aaron Fox 4, Damian Lillard 5, Tyrese Maxey 6, Steph Curry 7, Trey Young 8, number 9, Fred Van Vliet, number 10, Spencer Dinwiddie. So it, it, it's... It's just crazy how deep it is. Then you're looking at Jalen Brunson, who we haven't mentioned, Lamella Ball, Jamal Murray, CJ McCollum, even Russell Westbrook's number 19. Kyle Lowry is doing okay right now. D'Angelo Russell's 23rd, which I kind of kind of don't agree with. I think he's a bottom-tier point guard in the league. Um, Dennis Schroeder, Drew Holiday. Um, Kobe White's killing it for the Bulls right now. Absolutely killing it. And then you also have your guy Malcolm Brogdon in Portland, um, he's number 34. So then Ben Simmons, who hasn't played, but yeah, I, and this doesn't even, th- this list doesn't even have Kyrie Irving who's injured, nor does it have John Morant. So this is absolutely, it, it's crazy. Jamal Murray. Yeah. Jamal Murray too. Yeah. Jamal Murray is a point guard in name because he's the one that brings the ball up, but the one who creates all the shots is Jokic. But yeah, Jamal Murray is up there. Um, but yeah, so as far as. Advanced stats goes, and then Jeremy Sohan is last. I know the Spurs tried to do a pull Sohan at point guard sort of deal. He's more of a wing guy. I'm not sure why they did it. Maybe it was just to purposely lose. But as far as top 10 guys, maybe only Shea and Fred Van Vliet for these stats, for these advanced stats, are are good defenders. Are, oh, they're good defenders. Everyone else is good, is, is okay to bad, def, uh, bad defenders. So... Shay, Luca, Tyrese, Halliburton, De'Aaron, De'Aaron Fox. That 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 Kings team is doing really great. So and it's it's just a lot. It's a, a lot of point guards this season. A lot a lot of table setters in this league. So I'm happy to see that. As far as other point guards, I can't remember another another year where I have this many good point guards in the league. Maybe like '96, like Malone, Stockton. Can you think of another time? No, no. I mean that's about right. Gary Payton, Stockton. Um, BJ Armstrong, Charlie Ward. Um, every team had somebody, right. you know, that I could remember. No, for sure. So yeah, so I just want to highlight those point guards. Uh, I'll, I'll kind of touch it more in the end. Um, but yeah. So as far as you know, <clears throat> we talked about the Lakers. The the, the Pacers aren't doing very great. I know we talked about Halliburton, but they've only won two games since the IST. Um, the Christmas Day games are coming up. They're coming up on Monday. We'll be recording probably next week. Um, but the Christmas Day games are going to be on Monday. So we wanted to kind of highlight each of those games. Um, I'll also provide the spread to see um, what what you want to bet on for this upcoming Monday. So the first game on ESPN on Christmas Day, you have the Milwaukee Bucks visiting the uh, the New York Knicks in the Garden. The Bucks are favored by four and a half gones. Uh, and the over-under, I'll even provide that as well, is 224 and a half points. Gons, who do you like? What 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 bet you're making in that game? Uh the Bucks are playing who? The Knicks? Mm-hmm. I'm taking the Bucks, dude. I think uh Giannis and um and Dame are gonna make a statement. I, there's they're gonna they're gonna cover that convincingly. They all make that bet. That's hundred percent. Is it in Milwaukee? No, it's in, it's in, in New York. Oh okay, that changes things a little bit. Uh I think it'll be a close game. I I I think they'll barely cover the spread, but that does change if I'm going to make a better lot. 
Um, I yeah, that's where I'm at with that. They'll win. I'm not sure if they'll cover the spread or not. I think it'll be close to four to five points, actually, of the amount they win by. Yeah, so Bucks money line bet as opposed to a four and a half bet. Yeah, yeah. The Knicks are Which, playing well. I mean, we saw them against the Lakers. Julius Randle just figured out he can't shoot threes, and he's a bull in the china shop. That's his best sort of role. Um, but yeah. Uh, Julius Randle's gonna has been balling out. J- J- Brunson's been balling out. So kudos to the Knicks for for picking it up. The next game on on the slate is the Golden State Warriors visiting the Denver Nuggets. The Nuggets are favored by four and a half points. I think that's light, honestly. Draymond Green is still out indefinitely um, with you know trying to figure out his mental stuff. The Nuggets are at full strength, um, but yeah, no Draymond Green for the Warriors. Uh, Clay Thompson has picked his play back up in December. The anti-Delo, he's doing. He's back to shooting forty percent from three. Uh, so the Nuggets in Denver are favored by four and a half. The over/unders two thirty point five. Gone. Who do you got? This game will be the least watched game for sure. I don't hey, know wait, wait hold on, hold. On. Aren't the Warriors America's team? Not recently. Uh, okay. No. Right. No. Not anymore. Okay. Not anymore, man. Okay. They're. I mean, they need to recover. They can't still be, but look, some stuff. The only reason, Matt, the only reason some people are going to watch this game is because it's the Warriors. I will tell you that. The defending champions? Nobody wants, no, no love for the defending champions? Nobody wants to champions? watch the Nuggets. Nobody wants to wow. watch the Nuggets. They're boring. Nobody wants to watch the Nuggets. And nobody wants to watch a struggling team that doesn't have all its people in the Warriors, right? So that's where you come in with that. Uh, but you do want to watch Steph Curry. I think that this game is going to come down to the wire. This will be the one game where I think you should watch because it's going to be close. I think the Warriors are so unpredictable that I would not touch them on a bet. They, 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 I don't know. They, 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 they come up with, there's ways. Yeah, they ruined my bet games. in Vegas. So yeah, they come up with games that they're not supposed to win. So, and they're still a playoff hunt team. They're in the tournament. I, I would not take this bet. It seems like a trap to Four me. Four and a half is uh, light for the defending champs and to take on the it's Warriors a trap. without it's a trap. Trap. Oh, you don't like trap you don't game. like betting against you don't like any Warriors bets. That's fine. I, I, I get I, it. I, I've learned my lesson in the past. Don't bet against the Warriors. Right. That's that's fine. All right. So the sec- the third game of the Christmas slate here is the Boston Celtics visiting. The Los Angeles Lakers, the first time this this matchup is happening on Christmas Day. Um, it's in L.A., but the Celtics are favored by one and a half points. The over-under is 239.5. Gons, who do you have? This is another game where, like, Boston should easily cover the spread the way the Lakers are playing. But you don't know what Laker team you're going to get. That's the problem. This is the better's worst nightmare to bet on because are you gonna get what AD are you gonna get? Who's gonna wait that that's huge. Is LeBron gonna you know what LeBron are you gonna get? Are is D'Lo gonna what D'Lo are you gonna get? I would not touch this game from a hundred miles away. As a Laker fan, I'm gonna go and say the Lakers will win this game because I think they're capable of winning this game, but I don't know that they will. Based on the records and how on consistencies of teams, Boston should slaughter the Lakers here. But again, as Laker fans, we've seen glimpses of when they're pretty damn good. So I, I'm staying away from this game. I'm going for the Lakers. 
Um, but I mean, conv- based on on paper, that I think Boston should blow them out. Hundred percent. It's like you have to pick, put your Laker hat on versus your NBA hat on. Like conventional wisdom, not no homerism here. The Celtics should win this thing by ten or more. The mm-hmm. backcourt. We didn't talk about Drew Holiday when we talked about our point guards. Defensively, he's still one of the best in the league, if not the best point of attack defender in the league. Derek White is on also on that same level of defense. That backcourt's crazy. Then you get to Jalen Brown and and Tatum, who aren't not necessarily playing great, but they're still superstars, if not a borderline superstar level. And then you get to Kristaps Porzingis, who's recovering from injury, which I know specifically because he's on my fantasy team. Chris Dapsarzinga shooting that three. He's more comfortable in this offense. Then you still have uh, Horford off the bench. And their bench after that's pretty, I think, is pretty mid. A lot of their mid-white guys off the bench. But still, those, that top five is crazy. It's it's amazing. So, like you said, depending on what the what, which Lakers show up, are we getting the Lakers in the IST that attack the rim consist, like, constantly against that Indiana team? 80 always as well against really good centers, so he would eat Chris Depp's Prisingus alive, I think, if we got that AD. If the Lakers play inside out and they don't just settle on their shots, they have a chance. But objectively, the Celtics should win this game by a lot, 10 or more. If anything, get that adjusted line. Moving on. Um, the fourth game of the slate, you have the Philadelphia 76ers taking on the Miami Heat in Miami. Uh, the Heat are favored by one and a half points. Gone to the gut. Ah. This is another one I don't think people are going to watch. Really? Um, Joel Embiid, possibly possible front runner for MVP? No? I feel like, honestly, based on what you're telling me right now, as an NBA fan, I know I'm watching the Lakers and Boston game, right? Just because, you know, and... And I'm watching the game at the Garden. I'm watching the Knicks. Um, I, I I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Is it because it's at the Garden and it's LA? Is it because, you know, it's the Knicks no, and the Bucks? You're, you're, you got New York. You got all the sexy personalities. You got LeBron. You got Tatum. And then you got these other teams. And you can't watch all four. As a dad, I can't, right? So I got to pick, you know? Um, and I'm like, okay, well, just based on you right there telling me the four games. I've already There's still one more game, too, after this. This is not the last game. Oh. Well, so far, I'm like, okay, Lakers game, Knicks game. Okay, who's going to win this game? Uh, Miami, Philly, I would say Philly. Philly balls out. They've been playing well. Embiid puts on a show. Um, I, I that It could go close, but I think Philly wins this game. They, they're getting a, a point and a half. If anything, yeah, that might be my lock um, outside of the Celtics. Celtics are honestly my lock, taking off the Laker hat, but yeah. Um, it's funny because going up against this game, because you also have the, the NFL football is also playing games during Christmas Day as well. I don't think this has happened before. Oh, it might have, but it might have been a long, long time ago. So in the morning slate, you're either watching the Bucks and Knicks or you're watching the Chiefs versus the Raiders. I think you're watching the Bucks versus the Knicks, honestly. Unless you're like me, who's a Chiefs fan, you're watching Bucks Knicks. And then you have... I'm not touching Chiefs Raiders. The Raiders are out of it. Right? Yeah, exactly. But then in the afternoon, you're looking at the Celtics versus Lakers versus the Philadelphia Eagles versus the New York Giants. Which one are you watching? You're watching Laker game, Laker Celtics. Yeah, because those are dumb games. Exactly. The Eagles are the Eagles are already where they're going to be. But the Eagles are fighting 
for the top spot mm-hmm. against the Niners, yeah. right? Of, of course, overall, you're going to have football's going to dominate that day. But as far as like fans of both, yeah, you're 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 you're, you're going to ha- you're going to be yeah. watching the Celtics Lakers. But to your point though, like you, I, I think this the Sixers and Heat game is great at five o'clock uh, Pacific time. But at the same time, starting at five fifteen is maybe the game of the year. The San Francisco 49ers are visiting the Baltimore Ravens, top oh, yeah. two teams in the league. Football, football. No one's gonna be watching. <laughs> your point, no one's gonna be watching that that basketball game. We have to close it out though. <clears throat> Once that football game is over. Um, you know, you might want to switch over to the fourth quarter, third fourth quarter of the Mavericks, Dallas Mavericks versus the Phoenix Suns in Phoenix. You have Luka Doncic and Booker continuing the rivalry. I love that there's rivalries now in the NBA. There's teams, teams and players that just don't like each other. Um, the Mavericks are visiting Phoenix and the Suns. The Suns are favored by five and a half points. Uh, the Mavericks won't be having Kyrie Irving. And the Suns won't be having Bradley Beal, but the Suns are for some reason still favored by five and a half points. Gons, who do you have in that game? I'm taking the Mavs. Yeah, right. Five, five. Yeah, so take take the points. Five and a half points yeah. with Luca, who doesn't like Booker. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, we're gonna be watching that fourth quarter. Hopefully, it's still close. Um, but yeah, that is a sexy matchup. That is. That, that that's a good matchup, honestly. That is. Um, you think of Luca, I think of Booker, I think of their hate, I think of that. Yeah, that's a good matchup for sure. I mean, out like the Warriors, they they still draw the Nuggets of the champs. Sixers Heat, yes, that's the. As much as you like Joel Embiid or people like Joel Embiid, they're not going to have anyone watching that because of the the Niners versus the the Ravens. Let's let's actually get into that game. Let's have a little, little bit of a of, of football talk here. So the nine, I'm sorry, the the Ravens are actually visiting the the 49ers. So the Baltimore is going to Santa Clara, San Francisco. Um, the Niners are favored by five and a half points. Guns. We're all going to be watching that game. That's going to be a crazy crazy game. They're both eleven three. Yeah. What are the implications, Matt? Like is Niners are going for the number one spot, right? Mm-hmm. They want to. They, they both want to maintain their number one spots in their respective <laughs> conferences. The Ravens can't lose because they don't want to relinquish the um, home home field advantage or the bye. Um, if the Chiefs went out, <clears throat> and if the Dolphins went out, they can catch them. So they both tech. They both technically need this game. The Ravens might need it more, but it's still the top two teams in the top in, in the conferences. The Ravens versus the Niners in San Francisco. The Niners are favored by five and a half. So a little football talk here on Basketball's Religion. Gods, who do you got in that game? I'm looking at the Niners. They're 11 and three. The only team that could catch them, uh, it's the Cowboys, mm-hmm. Eagles, or the Lions. Yep. Okay. They do got to win. They got to win. Um, taking a look at the Ravens, 11 and three. Miami could catch them. And that's about it. Just my the end. Chiefs can catch I, I them don't... too. Just uh, yeah, they gotta lose this game, and then the the Dolphins beat them. The Dolphins beat them. Yeah, they they they, they have a chance. Trust Chiefs me. are in it, but it's more likely Miami catches them based on rankings right well, now. Well, the Ravens but... take on the, the Ravens play the Dolphins too. So in, like next week. Oh, okay. Then that changes mm-hmm. the picture. I get it. Um, man. Ah, okay. Because I'm a Rams fan, I am going for the AFC team, and I'm going to go for the Ravens. Yeah, five and a half. Uh, because I need something to happen to the 
I don't want. I'm not wishing injury on nobody, but I don't know. I, I mean, bad juju, or maybe they just struggle. I, I need the Niners to suck, and it, I don't see how the Rams get past them. Um, so I, I, I'm hoping the Ravens win. But who's the better team, the Niners, dude? They're a phenomenal. Yeah, they're freaking. They're great. Phenomenal. They're a great team. Yeah. Purdy. As much as I, I don't think Brock Purdy is the MVP because Christian McCaffrey is the probably the best player in the league, so give it to that guy, best player and the best team. Um, but Brock Purdy is making those throws. But yeah, Tam is is on cloud nine. He's redlining right now. Mitch, not so much. Uh, he's also redlining slightly. But yeah, um, the Niners are great. Absolutely great. But yeah, uh, the I, I, I'm going to go. I have to pick the Niners there. Five and a half points. They killed the Eagles. They killed the Dolphins. They killed the Cowboys. They're right now the elite of the elite of the league. Um, the only team that could beat them, I think, is unfortunately, is fortunately the, <laughs> the Chiefs. But hopefully we see that in the Super Bowl. Um, before we leave today, um, I also want to shout out the Dodgers. <clears throat> Even though the Lakers did lose to the Timberwolves yesterday, they signed Yoshimoto Yamamoto. Yoshihiko, I can't remember his first name, Yamamoto to a 12-year, $325 million contract. They just signed Shohei Otani to a 10-year, $700 million contract. And they traded for for Tyler Glass now from Tampa Bay. Um, so they spent $1.1 billion on three players gone. The Dodgers, my beloved Dodgers. What are your thoughts on those gigantic contracts that the Dodgers signed for those just those three players? I mean, what are they doing with the pitcher? Are they doing something similar with? Where no, it's not. And... It's not. It's not deferred. Whereas, like Otani, uh, it's like most of his contracts deferred to after his contract's over. They're gonna make their money back in endorsements. Yeah. All the money Otani made the Angels with gear, with Angels franchise stuff. There's definitely ROI here. They're not just taking a loss. So good for them for taking the risk, <laughs> and maybe not making as much as they could. But going for the going for the chip for sure for sure, yeah. I'm excited for this upcoming so LA LA sports with the Rams, the Dodgers, and the Lakers. I guess the Clippers too. If you're Vahid, um, uh, you know not the Chargers. Hey, nine in a, nine in a row ain't no. Now they lost yesterday nine. to the Thunder. So nine, nine they're, they're they they lost to a good yeah, team. exactly. Yes, they did. Now the Lakers take on the Thunder. So we'll see how what happens there. <clears throat> Thunder are a great team. They they don't play them today, right? They play them what tomorrow. tomorrow. So the Thunder, I think they're just missing another big guy. Um, we'll, we'll see who they get. Um, maybe Gafford off of um, Washington, but yeah, um, the Thunder are a great team. The Lakers are are in for a in for a great in for a. I don't want to say beating, but you know the Lakers aren't. I don't think they're going to win that game. All right, Gons. Anything else you want to touch on before we leave today? No, man. I'm good. Cool. All right, feel better. And that'll be it for us today. So LeBron, the metric for the advanced stack for LeBron means luck adjusted player estimate using a box prior regularized on off uh, created by basketball index. Um, search them up on, on Twitter X and online. It's basically uh, LeBron evaluates a player's contribution using a box score. Uh, for a holistic evaluation of player impact per 100 possessions per court. Um, it's a measure of impact, not talent. Um, so, yeah, so it's just, it, it takes, it, it's, it's, 
hard to explain to to a lay person, um, even me being a lay person. Um, but yeah, so it's basically it's a, it's it's a, it's a number that you can contribute to a player's offensive and defensive impact for this for the season. Um, that's why I'm using a third of the third of the season. There is a good number of stats you can use um, to get to to get to that number. Um, that's why you don't you use it too early. You want to have make sure you have a good number of of games before you do apply any of these advanced stats because you don't want to have outliers, especially with like a John Morant coming back with just two games. He's not going to be in this. Um, in this metric, so yeah, this metric does have Shea, Shea Gilgis Alexander as one because def- offensively and defensively too, that guy's just a dynamo. Um, all the other ones outside of Fred Van Fleet are negative defenders, so yeah, just it's. I think SGA is probably the best point guard in the league right now. A lot of people will say Luca. Gone said Luca, but SGA. Oh boy, that's why I think the Lakers are in, are in for a treat. Um, I, I saw this, I saw Shade, um, hit that last second shot against Denver. He's just cooking everybody. No one's really been able to slow him down. Um, he's had some bad games here and there, but I kind of attribute that to a bad game, but as opposed to like someone shut him down, that guy's just amazing. Um, so yeah, I think the Clippers in the end kind of regret that Paul George trade. Yes, they got Paul George and Kawhi Leonard and we'll see what happens this season, but Shake Yildris Alexander is just an amazing player. Um, Tyrese Halliburton, you know, ranks off as one of the worst defenders, him and Trey Young, per uh, Le- defensive LeBron. Um, but yeah, I'm sure they'll they'll improve their stuff. But SGA is, I think, clear number one um, point guard in the league currently. Um, so yeah, um, we'll be recording again next Friday. Um, get get a pod to you guys um, before the before the new year. Um, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays. To all those who celebrate, um, spend some time with their families. I'll be with my extended family on Christmas. Um, So, yeah. Uh, Thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.